Hello and good morning, everyone. I am Courtney King, a.k.a. The Emancipator, a.k.a. The Heart Mentor. This is the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio talk show where we identify the misguided modern perspectives of the Bible, giving context to the spiritual dynamics of who and what you are via the lens of Rabbi Yeshua and his apostles in the name. On this talk show, we identify subjects and themes that have been misunderstood from the Bible with informed commentary in the name, verified by pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane Kai Keturah International Institute of Pneumatology. And hello and good morning, everybody. This is Tanya Whitkey from Virtual Kisses. And we would like to give a huge shout, shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. If you guys would like to ask us any questions, feel free to comment on YouTube at ZKI International Institute of Pneumatology. And join us, guys, on our Facebook group, Life Mindset Mentors. So, again, good morning, everybody. Yes, Today. good morning. <laughs> so, um, I guess we're live and we are going to be talking about faith is not what you think it is. We are, we are. We're diving into that this week, which is super exciting. Um, but first, I have a joke. Go ahead. We love jokes in the morning. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, what did Jonah's family say when he was when he told them about what happened before reaching Nineveh? Uh, Jonah's family. Jonah. Jonah. Isn't Jonah and the whale? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't. Oh, I don't know, actually. Okay, so that said, sounds kind of. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. It just kind of sounds like, I don't know, weird. Jonah said to his family. And maybe something I forgot. I, I don't know. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. So the joke is, what did Jonah's family say when he told them about what happened before reaching Nineveh? And the answer is, hmm, sounds fishy. <laughs> Just a corny joke. Just a corny joke. <sighs> Do you have anything fun or awesome, like incredible happen in your week? Um, let's see. Um... To be honest, it's just more. I no, I I actually had a laid back week. Did you? Okay. More or less, yeah. We had a, my family and I just um, went for walks and um, yeah, we'll work. <laughs> work, yeah. I actually I'm back in school. I'm in my last semester, um, and um, I'm also in rehearsal for a play, which is great because oh, you know awesome. a lot of things during the pandemic have been shut down, and so. Right. At um, NYU, they have been doing all online theater. Oh, and that so this, is cool. And so this is our first semester where we're doing in-person theater. We're not doing Zoom theater. We are in a theater. And so that's really been exciting. I mean, rehearsals have been really late, which my voice sounds a little groggy. But it's mm-hmm. it's just great to be back in well, theater. So that was my highlight of the week. <laughs> Rehearsing and acting again. So. But yeah, let's dive into um, faith. Now, I noticed that people are talking to us on different pages because we're posted in different places. So we also kind of, if we can, got to keep an eye out on who's speaking with us outside of the comments because some people are, some people were talking to us last week and we didn't even see their comments. So, okay. That out there. So, what are, what are your thoughts on faith or what were you taught about it um, previously? Well, for me, um, before I um, came into a life with Christ at my, like again, my early um, 20s, actually walking with God prior to that, just learning about Jesus. But mm-hmm. what I've heard, I, I have observed um, in the world around me, because I, I was kind of like a, a quiet person, but I've always watched people and mm-hmm. trying to learn things around me. So um, <clears throat> some of the things I found when I had the question, what is faith? And I went around asking, what does that mean? Um, some of the things that I observed was 
faith in what you do, like okay. in what you, what drives you. People would tell me, yeah, faith in yourself. Come on. Um, you could do it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was um, faith is balance, balance in your life. <laughs> Things that um, you put together, uh, you know, in your life that it like you, everything has to be your ducks in a row. Um, okay. Faith in your friends, family, people um, that th- they will come through for you. Um, another one that I, I um, remember is when I was in, um, as a boy, a little boy or girl in, um, Catholic school, what we call, uh, practicing in all the events in church and what you do, right? So if you are in, um, Sunday school and you, it's good that you're there because you practice faith coming to, to church. And I just didn't feel that that was something that was correct because I was mm-hmm. in, in my heart I was still searching like what is that it still didn't answer my question um another one was faith in following the science <laughs> mm-hmm. the notion that science can bring us all the answers that and I heard that as faith like uh, hard evidence what what you can see okay. that would be faith um faith is believing even in the face of anything I, I, I thought um, and all contrary and evidence that was presented to me. So, um, I have another one. I, I don't know, guys, what do you think? What is, you know, if you guys got some comments on what you think faith is, um, feel free to put it in the comments. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> another one, uh, faith is to open one's mind to new ideas. That was another thing that I, I observed and I, I, uh, you know, I, I watched. Um, another one is workable strategy to cultivate um, faith and ideals that do not limit one's flexibility. Um, <laughs> I've got so many. I wrote so many notes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're okay. Another one that I remember is faith has to do with religious figures. Like this is another thing that was I observed and I, I was I felt that was telling me. Faith, uh, again, faith has to do with religious figures telling you something you don't understand, which doesn't make any sense to you and has no meaning for me, to me uh, meaning to you, but they tell you to believe it anyways. Hmm. <laughs> um, faith is when you tap into something profound in which you know on some level is real. Uh, faith is uh, definitely a, having a better mindset than constantly think of thinking of things will go bad. Like that was another thing that I observed. So I saw all these things, but nothing really answered the question. What is mm, it? Okay. So uh, Courtney, could you give us some examples in your, your life, what you thought faith was? Yeah, absolutely. But I think first I want to point out that um, there are, 3,000 Christian denominations, right? And they Mm. each have their own set of beliefs, their own set of doctrines. And so there are so many things and so many ways that people have pulled faith out. And um, I think one of my favorite scriptures, though, is when Paul says in Philemon, he says, I pray that the sharing of your faith may be effective and powerful because of your accurate knowledge of every good thing which is ours in Christ. And so that effective means it's successful, in producing the intended mm-hmm. result or fulfilling a specific function, right? And so if you aren't seeing that in your life, I think one of the things and why we do this radio, radio show is because we want you to question whether or not you are bearing the fruit that the Bible says that you should be bearing. And right. because if you're not bearing the fruit that the Bible says that you should be fair, bearing, then that means that there is some dysfunction because God is not the spirit of dysfunction. He is a functional spirit. He is a self-existent, eternal, powerful, and authoritative spirit. And he is functional in all aspects of himself. And so we want to produce a question in you. And that question is, is what I have been taught about faith accurate knowledge? Yeah. Because if it's accurate knowledge, I would be producing as Christ. 
Holy mm-hmm. Spirit produces, right? And so for me, some of the scriptures that, you know, I grew up in Pentecostalism, and by the way, we are not ever here to diminish anybody, but we are definitely wanting to cause you to question a lot of the things that are taught in modern Christianity. And so one of the scriptures that um, we definitely take out of context uh, <laughs> in modern Christianity is Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance, <laughs> the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then in, in that same chapter, it says, and faith, it, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is. And then there's faith without works is dead and that just shall live by faith. And Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And God has dealt every minister of faith and faith is what we use to remove mountains. And so, you know, Courtney, um, that first one that you were talking about now faith is the substance. I, I remember um, asking somebody about that, that, you know, what is faith? And then they would recite that exact verse to me. And it's like, okay. And most people don't realize that they take that out of context because Hebrews chapter 10 and 11 are a continuation of a conversation. Like it's Mm -hmm. not like they're separated, but we're reading it. The now is a continuation of what was being said in in the previous chapter. Right. You know, it didn't always have numbers. (laughs) We added those, by the way. And so I was taught about faith that faith has a cost, right? I was taught that faith is something that you build up. I was taught that you have to sacrifice for it. That, um, of course, that we can only live by faith and it has to be applied to every situation, which is true, but the definitions, and and I think the issue that we have with most people is definitions. Like we're saying the same thing. Like if you had a Mormon talking to a Pentecostal person they may say the same words, but they are not saying the same thing. So yeah, yes, the mindset is different. Yeah. Different mindset, different lens, different perspective, different mm-hmm. understanding, same words. And so that's why it's also good to sit down and when you're like even in a relationship and discuss how are you defining that? Because we're saying the same thing, but we're not meaning the same thing. But I was taught that um everything that I do, I have to do it in faith, which is also true. But these are just things that still were kind of vague to me and that with faith there's a cost um of course jesus had to die by faith um faith i learned will take you to a sacrificial state and Mm -hmm. if there's no sacrifice there's no faith and i learned that faith takes us into darkness and down to be in order for us to be elevated and um of course, faith is the substance, which it is, <laughs> which it is. But we got to get those definitions. What that is, is the substance? Huh? What is that substance? Exactly. What is the substance? And I, <laughs> I was taught that it's a thing. It's something solid. It's not a feeling. It's, um, Yay. <laughs> there is, um, oh, when it comes to like the ancestors that are listed in, in Hebrews chapter 11, like, that they had a good report, right? Oh, yeah. Because they function in faith. So there's the ability to have a bad report. And so faith is the way you get to know God because he re- reveals himself when I operate in faith. So if I'm not operating faith, he doesn't reveal himself, which is true. But by definition, we're not talking about the same thing. And so go ahead. That still leaves the question, you know? Yeah. Even if you're you're explaining it, if people are explaining it that way. So like, okay, what is it? Yeah. And so I think what stood out to me, though, and this is what stood out to me, what I learned about faith in church was um, the ministry I came from would always talk about, like, faith would be compared to, like, a rock. And okay. there would be, like, the igneous stage of faith and the sedimented, sedimentary stage of faith. And so, like, then you get to this third dimension of the next level of faith and the the first measure you were given is so to help you get to the second measure of faith. What's that measure? But most of us never mm-hmm. use the measure. And so <laughs> this is what how I was taught about faith. But okay. We don't use the measure. So we get to the next phase of the next revelation because the Bible is revealed when we move from faith to faith. So okay. 
this is this is like where my understanding was. So okay. when you are stepping uh, from literally one place to another, when you, is is um, when you are moving in the faith, and it's very risky, and you're using this substance to move, and yeah. so you are to never, even though you know I was taught you aren't at risk when you're operating in faith, and that when you are. Um, Functioning in faith, um, fear is going to be there in order to show you that you're actually functioning in faith. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. I'm trying to think what else I was taught. Oh, um, and feel free to jump in. Yeah. Um, I was taught that it's something that you need to move God. And that in order to move God, you had to fast and pray to get it. Right. And um, have you heard this before? Yeah, I, I've heard that. And at first, my thoughts on that part was, I ain't going hungry. Oh. <laughs> when I, I, I don't know. That's the way I saw it. it was like, why? Like, I don't understand. What am I after? Like, Because it's sacrifice. That's, well, I was taught it was sacrifice. And when you are sacrificing, you're operating in faith. And so... Oh, okay. <laughs> I did this, by the way. This this is the lifestyle that I, I uh, lived, you know. Um, and so I also was taught that um, faith was something that certain people had. So, like, if you needed a healing, there were um, certain people you would call in order to get a healing. And that and, would be faith? Well, you would need their faith. Ah, I see. So you would need to call, like, your pastor... Or the elder so that you could have more faith like we need a collective faith you gotta add some people in so you'd have to call like your prayer partners and the prayer warriors or your pastor or some elders or maybe the first lady so that they can join you because you need to combine your faith <laughs> like power rangers <laughs> by oh. our powers combined hmm. yeah but all of this really comes from reading the text through the Greco-Roman lens and through the right. English language. That's where all this comes from. And so these scriptures have been taken out of context because of this. And as a result, we have created all these doctrines. And then, you know, we're taught we need to have more faith. And again, you know, we need so we need to have gather more faith and have greater faith. And we're functioning as though we need to build this faith to see results and get healing. Or you're taught that certain people have to have faith. And really that goes back to when I mentioned Philemon 6, which has now become my favorite scripture, which is that you want to have accurate knowledge so that you can be effective and powerful. So if you're not effective and powerful, that means you really don't understand. <laughs> you don't what have you? accurate knowledge, right? <laughs> Yeah, so it's not a God mean? issue or a lack of faith. It's a lack of accurate knowledge, which is why we do this show. Right. And you can love God all. You can say you love God and and you can people say um, have faith in God. That that's another scripture. But it still still leaves the question, guys. What is it? Yeah. So why don't we go into what do you think about going into our next segment? And then after our next segment, we can come back and talk about what faith is according to the ancient Hebrew writers. That sounds good. But And guys, like I said, if you guys have your answer on what is faith, give us a, um, a shout out, a comment, you know, let us know your thoughts because we'd love to interact with you as well to know what you think. Yes, yes, yes. So... We're going to go into reconstruct your matrix. Now, guys, this one's um, going to be a little tricky for us. Uh, we decided to write a song about promises. Bear with us. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, let's see if we can try to do this. So I already wrote two lines just to get us started. But I need to know, can you hear the track? Can you hear the music? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we thought it would be great because people do write songs about promises. Um, 
and um, but we thought it'd be cool to like help people understand maybe the definition of promises as well and incorporate that into this song and so the first two lines that I have put and Tanya also wrote a couple lines I see here too um, is the promises of God are my commandments and the reason that I wrote that is because in the Old Testament for the Israelites, their, um, the law for them, the, the guide for them, the voice for them was the Torah. And so the Torah was the, I'm sorry, I have to turn the music down just a little bit because I cannot hear. <laughs> um, there we it, go. Was, it was the Torah. And the Torah um, was essentially everything it helped them function like the man in the garden that was the purpose of the torah so they could walk as the priest in the garden again and so of course for us we don't function from the law in the new testament the promises of god are what we live that's our torah that's how we function yeah. um and so that's why i wrote them the first line is the promises of God are my commandments. And then the second line that I put was fulfilling them is how I cultivate and keep the garden. And so the garden here is what Jesus allowed us to walk back into. So notice he was going to say when he passed away, he was buried in a tomb. Yeah. And then when he came out of the tomb, he walked into what? The garden. Right. Because he was Adam. He was the first and the last. He was Adam again. So he went and replaced what Adam did in the garden. So he became the first one in the garden. So that all of us now have his lineage. All of us have his spirit. 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 And so <laughs> our job is to cultivate and keep the commandments. Commandments. Why can't I speak this morning? And keep the commandments. <laughs> by fulfilling them and that is how we keep the garden so the lines are the promises of god are my commandments fulfilling them is how i cultivate and keep the garden in the next line i wrote uh, with all your promises i walk them one by one um and then i wrote keeping them closer to my heart because that is our, our life now. We we enter into something that's amazing, something that his word becomes our word. It becomes like Jesus said, um, Father, I pray that they're, they're one, like I am one. So when you enter, like Curtin was saying, entering into the, the garden, when Jesus resurrected, mm -hmm. these promises all become who you are now. And so I don't know what the next line I'm going to do or we're going to do, but I'm hoping that um, it just comes naturally. <laughs> about so I think it is. we need to see how this sounds so far. What do you think? Yeah. So I'll let you sing your lines and I'll sing the lines I wrote. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, let me see. The promises of God are my commandments. Fulfilling them is how I cultivate and keep the garden. With all your promises, I walk them one by one. Keeping them closer to my heart. And then there's a shift in the music. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Let's see. So a couple scriptures that come to mind um, is the one that um, is, you know, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Um, let me look that up really quick. <laughs> so that's 1 Corinthians 1, 20 says, for all the promises of God in him are yes 
and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So that's one verse we could kind of reference. Okay. Um, we could also talk about how because we're high priest, we function for the promises. Okay. Um, I'm just throwing out ideas. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see. I'm going to Google some more. Okay, so Deuteronomy 6.18 says, Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that it may go well with you. And you may go in and take over the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. So here in this context, promises are good and right. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let me look at this again. The promises of God are my commandments. Fulfilling them is how I cultivate them and keep your garden. With all your promises, I walk them one by one, keeping them closer to your heart. Maybe we could say something for all of them all of your promises are right and good or something like that. What do you think? I think so. Let's, we can try that. Let's see. You all, we were doing this on the spot. We literally <laughs> wrote those lines like before we went live. I was like, Tanya, I don't know, but I just wrote this down. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Okay, so far we have... The promises of God are my commandments. Mm -hmm. And then the next line is fulfilling them is how I cultivate and mm -hmm. keep the garden. With all your promises, I walk them one by one. Keeping, keeping them closer to my heart. For all your promises are right and good. <laughs> that worked. Yes. <laughs> okay. How about so now we're in the chorus. That was the end of the. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I think. See, uh, for all your promises are right and good. So that was the end of the verse. So now okay. we're on the chorus. So, mm. we can do, what if we do um, something about like the promises shall not depart from my mouth or something like that. Ooh, you know, yeah. in Joshua where it talks about um, the promises not um the book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. So since the promises in the New Testament are equivalent to the law in the Old Testament, maybe we could use that verse somehow in Joshua. Okay. So something maybe like, um, the promises shall not depart from my mouth. Or like, I'll meditate day and night. On your nice. I don't know. <laughs> Here, let me start the music over because we wanted to actually go with the track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I'm trying to write this down. The okay, okay. Yeah, because I don't know what I just said. But I it's Joshua. Is I know it's in Joshua. I think it's chapter one. Here, let me just let me see what it sounds like real quick. Hold on. Let me see. Promises. Okay. Um, the promises of God are my commandments. Filling them's how I cultivate and keep the garden. With all your promises, I walk them one by one, keeping them closer to my heart. For all of them are right in God. I don't know how we sing it, God. <laughs> okay, that would be okay. That was the end. Okay. Promises shall not depart from my mouth. I shall think of them all day and night. Okay, I hope you wrote that down. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, so the promises of God 
shall not depart from my mouth, and I shall think of them day and night. Is that what I said? Yep. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me go back so we can see how much of the chorus is left. This is so intimidating yet fun. Yes, it is. Okay. okay, hold on. Let's see. The promises shall not depart from my mouth. I'll think of them all day and all night. I will observe them. <laughs> I'm just okay. I'm looking at Joshua. It's Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, go there. So, if the book of the promises of God are not departing from my mouth, it shall meditate day and night. And then the next part of the verse is that thou mayest observe. <laughs> Maybe I should not look at this in the King James. Maybe I should go. Joshua 1, 8. I think me looking at it with the mayest and the thou's is making it hard to write. Okay. Okay, so it says, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with what is written. So we have, oh God, what did I say so far? Good yeah. thing we have more time, guys. <laughs> the promises of God shall not depart from my mouth. I think of them all day and all night. All night. Yeah. I think that's what I said. Mm -hmm. I think of them all day and all night. Um, Tanya, Tanya? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. How about... So that you may be careful. I found one in um, something that David in Psalms 18, maybe... Okay, what did he say? Where he says, I think of them all day and all night. I love you, God. You make me, you, I love you, God. Your word makes me strong. So maybe. Oh, you can check that out. No, I love the, the it makes me strong line. I love that line. So maybe we get to the promise of God shall not depart from my mouth. I think of them all day, all night. They give me strength. And also to operate in his promises is also to be in peace. Whoop, did I even? I like that. So they give you strength. They give you peace. Um, <laughs> Whose idea was this? Whose idea was this? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was mine. It was mine. <laughs> I did not say it was a good idea. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, let's see where we are. And we can probably listen to it. <clears throat> okay, you ready? Let's just see where we are so far. <laughs> okay. The promises of God are my commandments. Fulfilling them is how I cultivate and keep the garden. The promises I walk one by one. Keeping them closer to my heart. For all of your promises are right and good. Promises shall not depart from my mouth. I don't remember how I sang it. I think of them all day. I think of them all night. They give me strength and peace and courage to encourage to <laughs> oh, to walk in its name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? 
courage to walk, courage to do what? What the promise is to Oh, what a promise is due. <laughs> well, it helps you walk as the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could say walk in the spirit, walk in the person of Christ or something like that. <laughs> Do the issue with writing a song is like, I don't remember what how the melody went that I sing. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. So, um... What do you think? Um, let's see. Courage to walk in his name or in his spirit. My power of Christ. No? Okay. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's let's see what we have. Okay. okay. Promises of God okay, let's do it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So we know that it goes with the track. <laughs> the promises of God are my commandments. Failing this is how I cultivate and keep the garden. With all your promises, I walk one by one. Keeping them closer to my heart. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Promises not depart from my mouth. Think of them all day. I think of them all night. They give me strength. They give me peace and courage to walk in. Nah, that doesn't work. <laughs> it does, I think, if we sang it a little bit faster. Hold on, let me see. Okay. Hold on. It's the timing, I can't. The promises should not depart from my mouth. I think them all day and think of them all night. They give me strength, they give me peace and walk and power in Christ. Wait, they give me strength, they give me peace to walk and power in the power of Christ. I love that night and Christ rhyme. That's pretty good. Okay. How about we just say they give me strength and courage because that's going back to Joshua. Okay, so they give me strength and courage to walk in the power of Christ. I think that works. Yeah. And then that timing thing you said, because it was like hard to like fit all that in there. <laughs> I was like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> way too many words. Okay. I think is that the whole chorus? Um, I think this one was for all um let's let's see if that's the whole verse. That's the one verse in one chorus. Because I think yeah. that's good for today, because we're running out of time. Okay. Okay, you ready? This is fun. The promises of God are my commandments. Filling them is how I cultivate and keep the garden. Promises I walk them one by one, keeping them closer to my heart. Promises, promises shall not depart from my mouth. I think of them all day and think of them all night. Give me strength and courage to walk in the... Okay, you got to help me with that. Power of <laughs> what do you guys think? You could say that line twice. This. 
It gave me the strength and courage to walk in the power of Christ. By the way, we're putting this in a Google Doc because she's in Canada. I'm in America. <laughs> <laughs> Google Doc is real time for us. Um, we can say that line twice. Yeah, let's try that. Okay, so you want to read out all the lyrics? I think we got it. We wrote okay. a promise song. Okay. It says, the promises of God are my commandments. Fulfilling them is how I cultivate and keep the garden. With all your promises, I walk them one by one, keeping them closer to my heart. For all your promises are right and good. The promises shall not depart from my mouth. I think of them all day. I think of them, them all night. I put an and in there. <laughs> and then it says, they give me strength and courage to walk in the power of Christ. They give me strength and courage to walk in the power of Christ. Wow. <laughs> I loved hearing you read that. That was so lovely, Tanya. Like, I'm not just saying that. I was like, oh, <laughs> you sound so great reading that. Okay, let's yeah. put the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are, like, taking so much time. The timing. <laughs> it's okay. It's our show. We can do what we want. We're self-existent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the promises of God are not like commandments. Fulfilling them is how I cultivate and keep the garden. Go ahead. One by one, keeping them closer to my heart. For all your... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> Promises shall not fall from my mouth. I think of them all day and think of them all night. They give me strength and courage to walk in the power of Christ. They give me strength and courage to walk in the power of Christ. <laughs> Yay! Well, you know, we, we did our best. That was, that was fun. I think we did well. Hmm. All right. I think okay. we did well. So what, uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> um. So we're going to move on to our, our next segment, which is what is, when we were talking about earlier about uh, faith, we're going to find out what is the thought that the uh, Rabbi Yeshua and the apostles had about faith. Mm -hmm. So the question is, then, what is faith? <laughs> Where does it what is it? <laughs> well, we know it's not something you build up. We know it's not a currency. It's not something you need more of. It's not something that only certain people have. So what is it? Not something I need to fast and pray for. Mm -mm. um, well, uh, to be honest, mm -hmm. faith. You guys ready? What is it? <laughs> faith is walking in faith is mental acceptance that is true or real. A seen mm. who is unseen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so basically, it is something, or it's combining the promises with God with your imagination, mental acceptance, accepting what the promises are, your mental acceptance of it, and walking it out as if it's true and real, and as seeing as more. At least we talked about it in Hebrew. Hebrew, yeah. Hebrews 11, where it says, now, faith is, right? So it is mental acceptance as true or real. Mm -hmm. Or a, uh, we talked about a pledge or, or um, it's a pledge or guaranteed that the promises of what God has said um, gives you that assurance that it's on its, its way. So it's a mental acceptance. Um, and I 
And I think breaking that down too is even noticing that Paul starts his letters by addressing the faithful in Christ. Mm-hmm. And someone who's faithful in Christ is someone who's disciplined to the name. And to be mm-hmm. disciplined to the name is to function from the logic of the name. The thoughts, words, actions are in alignment with the name. So if you're functioning in the name, you're functioning as Christ on earth. And Christ's objective on earth was to fulfill scripture. Our objective on earth is to fulfill the promises, which is so funny that we just did that song. (laughs) So faith is faithfulness to the promises of God. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way that, you know, you make a contract, we say in adherence to God's promises as a contract with us. That's so faith isn't an exercise. It's a discipline to the promises. And scripture promise is a legal term. It is an agreement. It is a covenant. And I think what we also should note too, is that in the contract, we were given the spirit of faith. It says that in second Corinthians. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, here's an example of it. Um, Of this mental acceptance. We all, we do it all the time. Um, When we basically, if you were to shop online, when we shop online, we simply um, just choose, we choose a product, right? And, and when we're making that payment about the product, product we receive a receipt of a proof of purchase, right? You, you've seen it. It's, it's almost like the computer is a mental thing that you're seeing. Let's just pretend it's inside, though. <laughs> you're seeing that. And you, you, you know that it's coming because you made that uh, purchase and you, you've got the receipt already, right? Which is the promises. God, it's likened to that. And then uh, the receipt that you have in your hand um, is basically, again, that 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 title deed, that, that promise that God has already um, sent. Well, it's just the same thing as shop, like I said, shopping online, you have the receipt. When you receive the receipt, um, again, it's confirmation. And Next thing you know it, that item comes in the mail because you already know it was on its way. I think that's what we're talking about faith. When we talk about faith, it's it's the mental acceptance that what the promises, what Courtney was saying through your the through Christ is already received. And you just you just know you have it and it just becomes real as you walk it out. Right? Yeah, and I Yeah, I think it's also important to know, like, one of the things that has to be understood is the reason that you can uphold the contract is because of the spirit you have. Mm -hmm. So we can hold the contract because we can be disciplined to the contract because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power and a sound mind. That word sound mind is sound judgment or the person who is disciplined. So faith is actually a person. It is the spirit of faith. And Mm -hmm. so to be faithful to the promises is also to walk in the person of faith. It's to walk in the spirit. And so you have the spirit of Christ. So faith is also faithfulness to who you are. Right. As a priest king, as a priesthood, um, as a member of the priesthood, walking out the promises. And here's, and I just want to touch on what you were saying about, um, the, the mental acceptance terms and real because as a spirit, you're always multiplying. That oh, is yeah. the blessing that was given in the garden. Right. Be fruitful and multiply. multiply. We think of that as physicality. In the ancient Hebrew scripture lens, there was physicality, but mostly it was by breath. It was by spirit. And so regardless of whose thoughts or imagination you are using, the mental acceptance of true and real, whether it's the thoughts outside of the garden, which is the thoughts of the dust, the serpent, um, then you're still multiplying or if it's God's thought. So faith is to multiply the self-existent thoughts of God on the earth. <clears throat> and so that word faith is the Greek word pistis, pistis and it's, it's credence. And so that's why that word credence for us mm-hmm. is mental acceptance as true and real, like to go into why uh, Tanya was saying that. So faith is, as she was saying, mental acceptance as true and will, real. Faith is formed in your mind. My question to you is whose mind do you have? The mind of Christ? You have the or, mind of Christ. Or something else. <laughs> or you are not functioning the mind of Christ. It's it's either or. So in scripture, mind and spirit are synonymous. They're parallels. 
So your thinking and your imagination are spirit. That's why she was saying, because that's why uh, faith is a mental acceptance as true as real. So that substance in Hebrews chapter 11 is the spirit of God. So therefore your mind is the Holy Spirit. And therefore um, expectant faith is the application of the energy of the of, 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 and power, the application of energy and power of the Holy Spirit to what you are applying mental acceptance as true and real to. Mm. So faith is a person. Faith is to be disciplined to the name. Yep. Faith is to walk in the promises. That is what faith is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and so I, I Oh, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And I was just saying to not walk in faith means that you are denying the fact that your thoughts are true and real. Like mm-hmm. they that, that they don't multiply, that they don't actually become an entity. Your your mind is the spirit of God in motion. And then the person of Christ, your thoughts and your imagination is the Holy Spirit. Mm. you were created by thought and you are real. <laughs> so there's a correlation between faith and thought. Awesome. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I just want to add, uh, I love what you said because I, I, when I, I think of that, I like the verse in Mark 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18. Um, according to faith, what Jesus said was these signs will accompany those who be- have believed in my name, who identify mm. with me, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly um, thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. I it, just love that. <laughs> it is so good. And it's so necessary for us to come into context to understand Like, even when we think that we don't understand that the Holy Spirit is the substance. But if you think of the scripture that says that the um, the word of God is um, active and powerful, we don't understand that that's not referring to the Bible itself, the words that are written. It's actually referring to the thoughts of the self-existent spirit. It is the self-existent spirit that is the word that is active and powerful. Wow. And so yeah. when we're functioning in the self-existent, authoritative, powerful logic of our thoughts, of the Holy Spirit, that is when we're functioning in the promises. That is when you are functioning from thoughts that are powerful and effective. They're not codependent. So the promises are not just things, but they're words of a person. And once you take it up as your thoughts, you become active and powerful. And then you mm-hmm. are fulfilling what I said in Philemon, where you have... Um, accurate knowledge so then you are effective and powerful presence of God on the earth and you're functioning as a priest you are functioning after his own kind you're speaking like Elohim you are like Elohim you're no longer functioning outside of the garden that's so good (laughs) and that friends is is not all the stuff that we learned (laughs) before right exactly So we've got a few more minutes left. So we're going, I I pray guys that that made sense to you guys today um, about what we were talking about. So we got a few more minutes left and we want to move into our last segment, which is called the empowerment. So Courtney, if you have anything you want to say, go right ahead. Um, you know what? Since we talked about promises today, um, my prayer for you today is that you will begin to live from the promises. I know that there are so many things going on in your ocular vision. You know, when you look around you, you see death and you see turmoil and you see disaster and you see depression and you see all, so much suffering. But fear not. We're supposed to function from promises. Fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. He is your God. And he is a God that has given you his spirit. And he wants you to shift your focus, your ocular vision from what is external to what is internal. 
He wants you to focus on his spirit, which is the same spirit that has breathed promises, which is the same spirit that is your faith. You have the mind of Christ. And I wanted to encourage you to shift your mind from all that you see around you and back to the promises and back to the spirit. So I see somebody just driving today, uh, going to their work and um, you're listening to this program. So I feel like um, a scripture in first Samuel uh, 10 verse six came to mind and it says, this is for you. Then the spirit of the Lord has come upon you mightily and you will prophesy in your work. You'll be changed in a flash because you just got this revelation. And these signs will come from you, come to you when these have come to you, when you are just um, changed, you feel like something has um, lifted you today. Uh, you will do for yourself whatever in your situation requires for God is with you. And I, I feel like first uh, Peter two ten as well. Remember, as you go today, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated person for God's own possession. So that you may proclaim excellencies and wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I just I just want to encourage you that you are that royal priesthood and that God has God is with you. And you will do mighty works and mighty acts today for God. So I just want to bless that person that's in their car today <laughs> that has awakened to this reality. So I want to remind um, people that God has yoked himself to you by breath. Mm. And I, and I found that scripture that I was just saying, so I could um, quote it fully. And it's <laughs> Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And it says, fear not for I am with you. And this was written, of course, in the Old Testament. And we could even say now in the New Testament, fear not, for I am the spirit that you are also. Because you have the Holy Spirit, which is the person who is always with us. And it says, fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The right hand are the promises of God. Those are the miracles and the signs and wonder of God. And so the Lord is keeping you. And so I just want you to be encouraged today and um, take a couple deep breaths. And remember, you are yoked by spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I just saw somebody um, right now just... Uh, in, it has problems with uh, your your knees or um, I just think it's, I, I see it's the knees and I see that um, there's a struggling to, to breathe as well. Like there's two parts <laughs> that I'm seeing right now. Um, I just want to pray over you. And I say um, that by God, God says you were healed. And so I just want to, of your I don't know if it's asthma or um, uh, yeah asthma or something so I just want to pray over your lungs right now and just say you're healed right now and I just speak to you right now just take three breaths in and just in and out be healed and i just speak over your knees right now i just speak of pain go right now in the name of yeshua be healed 
and just uh, now let's just start to take a walk around and just know that you're blessed today. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. This yeah. has been the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio show. I'm Courtney King. And I'm Tanya Whitkey with Virtual Kisses. And we will see up here or see you all, I guess, <laughs> next week. Have a good one. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.